0: All right. Welcome back to another episode of Exploring the Process. Uh, this week you've got, uh, uh, we'll call it the two OGs, uh, Chris and Robert here. So <laughs> thanks, thanks again. Uh, what a great combo we had with Scott last week, and uh, we've been lucky enough to have a number of Really great um guests so far in Fracticat, uh Trent Wizzo and 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 Scott. Uh so look 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 looking forward to having uh more in the docket coming up. Um so keep an eye out for those. Uh I'll be on a little bit of holiday next week, but we're gonna try to squeeze in another episode here. Uh, hopefully with the guests if we can line it up, but otherwise you, you may get uh, Chris and I. Uh his 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 boys uh were on holiday this week. So just a little bit of uh kind of winter break here happening um, in terms of the real world uh, it, between the two of us, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you hear any shouting and screaming, it's just my kids killing each other. <laughs> exactly. Um, awesome. So uh, getting into kind of, I think I think this episode, we're going to kind of take it back a little bit, think a few steps back kind of kind of to the beginning of, of not necessarily the beginning of, of where Chris started, but certainly a, a little bit about kind of some of the uh, beginning of just easy tools to use that Chris has, has deployed and, and made available both in, uh, in in the arena and Hedgeye, as well as I believe uh, he used to post these them on Twitter a decent amount. So the, these links are definitely available. So we're going to kind of review um, some other kind of uh, free content, really, I guess, at the end of the day, right, that that Chris created, and uh, hopefully you'll find some value in them. I know um, when I was first getting going, they were uh, quite quite helpful in terms of just, you know, having a, a quick sheet that was basically already pre-built it's it's really awesome um you know we're uh, there's a number of folks right now uh hedgeye you know created basically uh, sent out a a, a a twitter notice yesterday about kind of like tell me how how hedge has improved your process or improved your, your investing and there's a number of folks like um like like uh, uh like a gentleman named brian who's you know sharing his excel sheet that, that he has linked into um uh td ameritrade's uh I think our swim platform, I believe it is, but anyway, getting a hair off topic here. So let's, uh, let me bring it back. Let me bring it back to what we're going to focus on today. Um, uh, so Chris is going to share a screen here and, you know, maybe do you want to like just start in terms of like what inspired these sheets or like what, why, wh- how they, how they develop, because now they're very clean and like are awesome. Um, but I know they evolved over time and you <laughs> call them your janky sheets, which, uh, you know, is um, as you know, as Mitchell from other side asset management might, might, you know, joked around the other day with us. It's uh, you know, he's like a a, a bull, bull in the China shop when it comes to Excel sheets. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: But yeah. So big, a big part of it was um, obviously being in the UK, everything's all fo- a lot of that stuff around hedge eyes, obviously focused around the U S so for me, I needed to try and take, the quads as they were in the US and try and pull them back to what I was doing globally and in the UK. So a big part of the sheets that I made here are like all the tickers that are on the list. You will know that are on the sheets that sort of asset allocation sheets that Hedgeye shares. Sure. The back test and all the different quad outcomes. Okay. Um, So I was using that as a way to not just be spoon fed, everything that's coming up and noticing things that was coming from Hedge Eye. Sure. That was my, I wanted to try and figure out everything that I could to try and, I almost said not front run, but I guess, yeah, front run, because I wanted to understand the US part as much as I could. Right. So that I could try and kind of reverse engineer it to have a more fleshed out part for the UK. Sure,
0: and now is that focus um, on UK like ETFs as well as like you know I know you know I know the fixed income side was a big piece of what you were you know historically invested in, but were you also trying to apply it to kind of like UK ETFs or European ETFs and stuff like that? In a
1: way, yeah, but the big part, but the big difference I found are the dividend returns so okay. much of so much of UK and and EU is all like dividend income, oriented or income. Yeah. 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 And um, so that has the kind of absolute return was well, getting the terminology, right. The nominal return and the absolute sure. return is, can put big, can put things really off when you're trying to do a back test against it. Right. Cause you've got like a 5% dividend yield, yeah. you know,
0: it's going to grossly impact, you know, your, your stock only may be up to, you know, or it might not, it, yeah. It might not be up, up in conjunction with like the
1: index, but it's like within relative basis yeah, or nominal exactly, basis,
0: yeah. it's going to, it's, it's going to, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that makes so sense. Just
1: in term, so just in terms of, for me, it wasn't necessarily for ETFs or anything. Not gotcha. even really, not even really individual equities. I don't like, but like we've, we've talked about before, the way that I kind of look at things is I'm quite, I use a lot of leverage, but because I use a lot of leverage, having eighty percent, even ninety percent cash isn't out of the ordinary for me. Sure. So I'm not. So my um, pension and things, mine and my wife's pension, is really, really conservative. Okay. And just. And do some, you manage that yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I do, but like that's got all all of the boring stuff that doesn't really move. Got it. Got right? it. Yeah because and that's just a choice for me because i am like really whipping it around when in the stuff that i do sure so when, so when i'm in something i'm in it big with right leverage. but a trade could be 20 minutes right right right
0: and so, so and, and will you have that time frame like you'll know like will you have like an exit level going into it? Like you'll, you'll be just for simple sake, if it's like your entry is a hundred and you're like, I'm out at one Oh five or like, I'm out at one Oh two or whatever. Like you, will you have a designated spot where you, regardless of whether or not you think it'll keep running, you'll take yeah. profit and then keep taking like, will you do incrementally kind of like following a bit of like coaches coaching?
1: So I take it. Yeah. So the The allocation and sizes is a completely different, but in that way, yes, I kind of take right. my cost bases out. Okay. Um. So then you're running with like free money, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. A, a big part of that, it came up on the arena, it came up on the arena recently. Uh, someone asked about it, and a big thing for me is different. It's different. Your trading will change if if you, as soon as you go from having a salary and make and having the safety net of a salary. To mm-hmm. then being reliant, or however reliant you are on trading as an income, it, your your mindset has to change, and that came out in the interview with Trend, right? Even though he still, um, you know, he still works, works, yeah, but he treats his trading as a job, and that's a big, massive thing. the the, the part that comes out when you when you have the safety net. It's all well and yeah. good. It completely changes to the part where it has to become almost like it has to become boring, <laughs> right? Right, and and very process, That's right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say strategic, process, but I, I didn't, yeah. all, like people get into options, but everything has to be quite linear, right? I'm doing this because, yeah. and it's everything has to be, um, you know, you have to have a checklist these are the 10 things I have to do before I enter a trade, you know, so then at the end, whatever, at the end of the day, at the end of the hour, at the end of the month or the year, you know, right. You can correlate everything and say, right, what did I get right? What did I get wrong? Were certain assets better than others? Why was that? And you can, more importantly, you can look at your mistakes and you can immediately say, well, I kind of skipped step seven and eight and I lost money. So it's my own fault. Got it.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, solid on on Twitter. Uh, he's such a good. He's he's kind of a newish to the process, but man, he is like soaking it up. He's like a sponge. Um, it's it's awesome to see. And he asked me yesterday. He 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 texted me. He was like, "So in uh, in general, like, how much time do you spend like on like your process?" And I hadn't really done the math and like really ever. And I was like calculating it up, and it basically tallied up to about twenty five to thirty hours a week, right? Um, yeah yeah. and 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 it which is similar i mean trend i think was like 30 to 40 so i was like you know know, when he said that i was like damn that's like a full-time job but then when i started actually doing my math i'm like oh yeah i guess i also i guess it's basically like no wonder i no wonder i see my wife at dinner and then you know (laughs)
1: like (laughs) um i definitely found last year when i was trading crypto more that i would I was kind of glad that this quad four was on the, on the horizon because I was, I was spending probably too much and that you yeah. kind of get caught up at, at the time. Everything was going like, everything was, was going gangbusters and great. And yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah. I've had
1: of,
0: a have had to back off a little bit the last couple of weeks, just uh, like uh, the day job has been um, quite um, demanding. And then, you know, I had a, a family thing happen last week. So I, was, I had to travel and, uh, and then with this upcoming holiday, I don't really, I'm just—I'm not going to be tied to my seat, so I was like, you know, I, it. I've certainly, I've, you know, gone a bit more, you know, neutral in the book, and and sort of, you know, raised a bit more cash because, I, again, it's just been—it's been slightly freeing to be honest, like being in, you know, raising the cash over the last few weeks, right? And and yeah. sort of, yeah, because I'm not as, um, yeah, I'm just not as tethered to it in terms of like, okay, I got to be on top of things, um, all the like again, I'm like I'm on top of like. You know my process, right? Like I know what's happening, but I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm just it's just I'm making the conscientious decision to like basically wait a bit, right? It's your point. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm doing some trades or like I'm I've got timeframes set, right? So it's like I'm looking mm-hmm. at something. So for instance, like last Wednesday, right, when you know it was been eight days in a row, believe right of of market like uh, you know basically green days or positive days here in the U.S. and um you know that to me was like a prime example of like okay this is when you go big right and so like I took I took bigger moves than I traditionally would have right in terms of like normally I would have gone you know maybe added 25 50 basis points of like you know a short triple Q's but instead I went 100 right like at once and then I did it again (laughs) and it's like you know and so it's like one of those things where you know you take those but then you're bringing it off the, you're moving it, you know, you're taking it off the table again more quickly. Right. So like, you know, covered some on Monday, right. It's covered some more yesterday, covered some more or covered some more. Yeah. Yesterday covered some more, you know, today. Right. So it's like um, I think, yeah, like what, what you're referring to in terms of, of like your process and how you're approaching it. I'm certainly coming to the realization. Now they don't have like a a portfolio of like 80, positions that i'm like managing which i had done for basically most of yeah, 2021 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh cool like i can do i can do you know i can have just like kind of you know call it 20 30 percent of my book just like invested and then have the other 50 percent or 60, whatever it is like go big when i see the prime opportunities to do so just as long as it's within let's
1: just as long as it's within something you have to write that the certain parts that i write down you have to write it down. This is the bit like you kind of have to have this it's a journaling process. You have, the to trade. Have this, you have to have this trading plan. Yeah. So when so when you're saying, I know like I know it's a conversation, but when you're saying get big, it has to be get have the confidence to get big. But within your risk limits.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. in my parameters, so, right? So yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah. short short, I'm like max three yeah. percent, right? So like that's where yeah. you know I did not go over, you so know, when I when I hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I hit yeah. the three percent on queues, I didn't actually even buy puts, right? I should have, but I didn't. Uh, but that like similar to what Keith mentioned this on, on the macro show, I think last Friday or maybe even Monday, and it was um, you know, it was like the cash cash position versus the like options position, right? And so like when he goes when he's out of basically Room in his cash position, so for him shorts are three percent. You know he, you know his only way of juicing it more is to go the options route. And when you yeah. say leverage in the UK, you you have more leverage products available to you, like for instance on gold that can you know basically juice it up 10, 15 percent. But that's just like it's basically like it, uh, what is it called? It's it's got a specific name. What's the name again? You told uh, me the CFT. The CFD, perfect. Yes. Yeah, so you know we don't have that here in the US, but but basically yes. When I say I go big, it's like I still stick to my parameters. I'm not yeah. you know I, again. I'm not, you know, uh, you know, for instance, for an equity position, it's a 6% max position, right. Um, for, for an ETF for security, it's, you know, two mm. to 3%. And in, again, depending on the beta, I beta adjust it, right. So like a Nike, I can take a little bit bigger, you know, Disney, what have you, um, you know, general mills, Kellogg's right. Like the lower beta I can get, I, I allow myself to get bigger. Um, but then there's other positions too, where like I'll cap it at one to you know, 100 150 you know 50 basis points because the volatility is just um uh, you know out of control and th- those are again these are lessons that i kind of learned throughout 2021 where i i took the approach where i i wasn't as stringent with those rules especially when, when quad two right you just kept letting it ride or you kept adding it to the winners and adding the winners is very critical But then once you start getting offside on some of that stuff, all of a sudden mentally it's a challenge, right? Because you're like, well, shit, I was just up 20% and now I'm up five or like, okay, you know, I've got cost basis that are here because I was like adding to them on the way up, but now I'm underwater. Yeah. And it's like, do I take those losses? Do I not? Right. And it's just like, again, it's like a mental game as well when you know the right move is to Cut the, you know, basically cut it back, bring it back in, into your, back to your rules. Um, but sometimes it's challenging to execute on that.
1: So in terms of that, um, so I was a trend follower before I found HedgeI. So I kind of, I kind of already had that. I don't want to say quant, because it's not quant, but you know, I already had the kind of rules based if this, then that. Sure. Um. I wasn't listening to the news and buying stocks because Jim Cramer said this stock, not... I don't right. like, I didn't have that baggage. Yeah. I had, I had other baggage of, you know, the
0: Be, of being a gold bug. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I wear that badge Yeah, of being a reformed gold bug. You know, um, I'm, I'm just teasing. But no, yeah. like the part that comes, like Keith always talks about, you know, when it's up, you can sell some, you've, you've earned the right. You've earned the right. If you've, if you've, You know, if you picked a good entry and and you're up in that position, you've earned the right to take some profits. Like that's that's something like in trend following, at least at least the way that I was kind of learned how to do it. That wasn't it. You just let winners run, and then it gives back, and then it hits some kind of generic price based stop loss. Yeah. So that's why that's kind of why I made the like that's why I made these is because. Just the way that I do it I know Keith and everyone like a lot of people have you know all these written all these written notes my written notes aren't numbers because it's I have them I have all the numbers there
0: so so your written notes are more your actual journals so like whereas like i I'm working on journaling it on the screen like concurrently with my trades you'll you'll eva- you'll use your your screens to help with the decision-making to execute. And then you'll journal, you'll journal your actual like reasons for trading. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And did you do that same thing with crypto too? And you were doing, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you were buying Solano, you'd be like, I'm buying Solano because the SIM, this, my signal says X, Y, Z. And I hit, you know, I put in a limit order for this, like Whatever your rules are, right?
1: So that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I have, I have, fact, that's awesome. So I have, I have limit orders. I have, you know, I, I am in the seat. I, I do this for a living. So I'm in the seat more than most. Um, yeah. So things can trigger all the time, especially in crypto, at least they were, because things were just flying everywhere. Things were going it's up, whipping things, around. Yeah. 20% in yeah. a day. And I know, I know this came up uh, when we were talking to Scott, but it was like, the biggest thing personally that I've taken like in response to the question about how hedge I, um, you know, how has hedge I uh, helped your investment process? And the big thing for me being a trend follower is you just had a shotgun, you had every, you were looking at everything and you took shots at everything when everything triggered. And the biggest thing that I've taken is well, no, now I have a sniper rifle and A lot of the trend followers would say, well, that's the bad way of going because you don't know where the outlier is going to come from. Sure, But you also don't get killed taking all these fake breakouts and stuff that get (laughs) triggered all the time. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, there might be an outlier like oil. Okay. You've most recently missed that one, but and that was a mistake. The reason why it was a mistake was because I did override one of the parts that was in my journal, not to take it, because you know, listening to the macro sharing things, it was like this is coming and it's going to be big. so and i I'd, and I listened. whereas whereas now, I do have if it's in the wrong quad and my trend following, if the system triggers, I still take it but it's much smaller awesome that's, that's a, I great, you, that's a exactly. great adjustment
0: because again i mean we've talked about this before but like not all quads are built the same right exactly. and so and, exactly. and and the back test is a back test but there are also periods where those like that those asset classes um are positive in those regimes and and then also negative right so it's like and,
1: because the most because the most immediate responses to anything is come from where has it just come from and now obviously there's all kinds of stories and everything around what i mean like you know it's, it's whatever, huge... the, whatever the reason is for oil whether it's war whether it's um lack of production and all this kind of stuff or whether it's just oil is just a massive component of value and there's a lot of people have moved into value and it's just yeah it could be anything <laughs> it could be anything but it's the back test is the back test. And as like I've explained however many times about expected value and the numbers that go into giving you the expected value by the quads.
0: Mm.
1: You know, at the most basic level, there's quad four has happened 20 times and it's positive 50% of the time. Well, then there's 50% yeah. of the time it's negative. So it's, and that's for everything, every single asset, every single quad. So that's the bit that I've changed is. I still do take shots when it's outside of the quad but it's much smaller because i know that the research and the back test and everything that goes with hedge eye is much deeper than i have myself
0: big time big time no Uh, i think it's and then the same component too right it's like it's very challenging mentally to of forget about the past or like where to your point about coming where you're coming from you know it's like if something's something uh so like last ones is a good example right it's been like up eight days in a row it's like it doesn't you know the the nasdaq s&p russell they all seem like they just had kept having legs and they were going to keep grinding higher on like low volume but you know having the conviction or the process or basically a, a, a strategy right and, and 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 executing on that strategy and putting that you know compartmentalizing okay you know the the human nature component and then and, and just executing one it's freeing and two it it, it garners better results <laughs> and, and same thing on the upside right like you know you typically again like i do this i i i was a habitual um I habitually did this all like for the first, basically, probably eighteen months of my like hedge hedge like exposure. It was just I had the hardest time trimming winners at the top, and I think mainly it was because I wasn't big enough in those assets. Yeah, and and that's and 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 you don't you know and you worry that you're going to go from you know my you know basically let's just say you the process on buying it. Right. So you did 25, 50 bit increments over the course of a day, two days, four days, whatever it was, right. Low in the range, you executed really well there. You got to 2% or two and a half percent. And you're like, okay, awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I've got my initial exposure, mm. but then, you know, the next day it's just like, you know, like, like gold recently, right. Like gold's ramped. Right. I, I luckily, I think my am about an 8, 8% position, but you know, it, it wasn't until this most, that most recent pullback like two weeks ago that I really, I went big. I went, I bought 150, you know, uh, 200 basis points basically over the course of like two days and went from like a four and a half five 5% position, you know, and added, you know, three, 4%, right? So, um, and my max on gold is 12. So, you know, I'm not at max and I can't wait for it to pull back, but it just, it's just running, right? And like, and yeah. now but now, you know, I'm, uh, you know, Keith has been reiterating this really well lately in terms of like, especially on the bond side, it was like, you know, minimum, like don't, if you, if it's something that you want to have exposure to over the full investing cycle, don't break your minimum exposure. Yeah. Um, but if you're only at your minimum, it's very challenging to like, to, 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 execute at the top end of the range, as well as the bottom end of the range, because uh, yeah, you just, you just don't, I don't have the capital to be able to really fully um, take the process to its full capability. Right.
1: So just so just recently the two so I've um, so let's say let's let's take the dollar and gold most recently right? Sure. Yeah. Great great examples. There was there was a cadence to everything. There was like and if if you got the first trade right, it allowed you to just kind of step through. If whatever if you got the dollar trade right. It allowed you to take profits and feed it into gold. And then the gold started working, you know, not in this most recent ramp, but over the last sort of two to three right. weeks. Yeah. Basically it's since about mid-January. This, this, this cadence, they were both kind of in a range and they both just kind of went. But if you screwed up the first one, yeah. you would end up being underwater, maybe on your, on the dollar position or not wanting to take any profit because you don't really have any, that you would may have missed the gold one. And then you just, and then everything just snowballs and you're completely fucked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's so you find these, you find some of these trades where it just gets into a cadence. And if you, if you screw up along the way, especially the first, whatever the first trigger is, if you screw that up, you don't just screw up one trade. You can screw up a dozen, or six or seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's. I definitely found it. I mean, some of like the videos that I made on building positions seem to everyone always seems to comment on those. Um, probably need and some- for those that aren't familiar, so Chris has a YouTube channel. Um, uh, it's a cleverly
0: named ETF Pro, and, <laughs> and and so take a look. He's got uh, you got about twenty or so, right? Um, been varying lengths yeah. of time around different uh, components of sort of building positions, you know, ETF. I think he even I, reviewed I some I of these sheets, through, right? I think
1: yeah um yeah there's some of these sheets that i've gone yeah. through things like what's in the macro show chart deck like the eyeball right. table the cftc futures table how to read them and stuff like that yeah 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 we'll have to figure out how to
0: try to combine our channels or something <laughs> yeah.
1: that's that's Thank a conversation you. for
0: another day guy. yeah, yeah. Um, awesome well speaking of why don't we you want to you know share uh, the screen and, and we can kind of dive into into the sheets and then yeah. There we go. Is that up now? Yeah, perfect. Awesome. So again, these are all...
1: So yeah, so, so as length, you go through... Right? You're just going to see the side of my head now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> but, it's such um, a chiseled chin, though. It's, know, it's a yeah. good chiseled I chin. I even had a shave. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you're going through, so these are the kind of how the, the sheets that come from the... Hey, Chris, do, you mind, do you mind maybe zooming in a hair just that way maybe
0: up to the top like factors exposure just kind of like show it where i think if you they're going to change it i think you got to hit um uh, where it says 100 uh on the sheet right there yeah you click that 100 oh that, it's, it's working yeah go with yeah, that brilliant that's way better awesome yeah
1: okay
0: yeah, yeah way better yeah, yeah
1: so each of the so each of the they're the different sectors that are in the um, the, the quad uh, map, things, the head right? drag, quad maps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I just do one day, one week, one month, three months and year to date. Everyone's yep. favorite. <clears throat> um, and then volume for me is all mainly it's this, this column here. So it's against the one month average. Okay. All right. And so that's so,
0: percentage change against the one month average, correct?
1: Yeah yeah okay and i tend to look especially on these ones because I, d- I don't trade the individual us equities or etfs okay so i made these i made these sheets like i said to try and get a feel for the process and i will right. be, i will admit i was one of those people that thought i could just subscribe for a year and learn the map and learn how to do it all and then just copy it and unsubscribe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was, I was that guy. Um that was four years ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 So where are we? Feb. Yeah, so like four and a half years ago. Yeah. So so I'll leave, I'll leave soon, right? Um <laughs> so this is so yeah. So this comes from a lot obviously Keith talks about one month. One month's the most sure. important.
0: Um and then, so how do you use the bar chart? So, like, so if you're looking at this and trying to apply it to, say, Europe, right? So again, we have a lot of, a lot of, you know, again, um, you know, Mike, Michael Bloom, you know, tweeted yesterday that they have subscribers in hundred different countries, right? So I mean, you're not the only one that has this type of um, "quote unquote" issue, or not issue, but just like you know, it's not as focused on the U.S. market, right? Um, so then, how how would you, uh, so so how do you kind of take the bar chart there, say the you know a volume first one month, and try to apply that to your uh, potential assets that you would uh, trade in the UK.
1: So for me, not? but I'm just, so, so I don't use the, I don't use these sheets. Okay. All right. Just did to understand, did, just to did, understand, did you understand it, the reason did why you on the
0: onset though, you, you, I mean, you had to build them for a reason, right?
1: Yeah. So, but in like, uh, FX, you don't really get volume amounts. Where Fair you trade yeah, FX. Okay. Because, Fair and, You can use the ETFs as a proxy, but then the ETFs like FXA or UUP are literally like such a tiny amount of the FX market. Yeah. To me, using those ETFs are like the little bit, the little options position that you add at the bottom (laughs) of the range of (laughs) an equity position. Sure. So right. then, did you a- mainly a- build a- these a-
0: just? So did you mainly build these just to better understand, like why, hedge Keith might, like why why Keith might signal a buy yeah. on SPL uh, SPLV, like, or like, like your why why, yeah. why he might you know why he go went bearish on like triple Qs or something like that? Is that that's So you you, yeah. you you built these more for understanding the thought process versus understanding uh, or sorry rather than implementing them into into your um, asset allocation. That's amazing. You did all. That's amazing. So you did. You built this. That's a. That's a, i mean, I don't really. I'm at a bit of a loss for words to be honest, because that's awesome. Because this sheet is so robust in terms of like just the the content that is on here. Again, I'm looking at this stuff on a on a every day uh, across my my tool like my tools like my you know. And so I, I I I most of my book is with Schwab, so they have like a. A platform, what have you, and so I have these watch lists, and I have the one month, uh, you know, one month of, uh, volume, percentage of change, it is all this kind of stuff, right? All, all the, you know, much of what you have here, um, but I use it to actually execute, right? So, like, I use it to, you know, impact, you know, when I might buy SPLB or, or you know, why I might go with, um, you know, high beta or against high beta, or whatever it might be, right? So um, that's awesome. That's really interesting.
1: I think on this sheet. The only thing I've ever bought is, is gold, <laughs> PLT gold. Uh, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, oh, yeah. hopefully for many listening, you'll be able to leverage this sheet and kind of keep, use it as a snapshot. So, let, yeah, let's, keep so we'll, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling.
1: Yeah. So the main thing for me is, especially when, so I do trade the um, futures against like the S and P five hundred and the Nasdaq. Okay. So I use that when. Um, so I use this to look at the underlying, like what's going on underneath that. Because, as you can see, like Scotland, you can clearly see that all these big, huge volume days all kind of come at the same time, especially in equities. They all come around the same time, right? Yep. And then it kind of all separates out as you go along. So, as you go down fixed income, the kind of these big, big, huge volume days kind of happen around the same time, but it's not as yeah. pronounced as it is. It's not as pronounced
0: as the equities, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And in a way, you do need to watch that because in europe we obviously do have our own vault but in europe and asia everyone looks at the vix as well right that is right. their risk that is their risk on and risk off parameter as well because it's just so big and so liquid yeah yeah so you you can see you can see when you can see when the vix picks up that two or three days later you can see positions getting cut in in europe as well in europe and asia yeah sure yeah that makes sense so um yeah so these are all sorted so i sort these by day or if i post something like on a on a monday morning i'll sort them by the weekly performance just okay to kind of tidy up to see, just to see where we are and that's what so i use these to look and this is my kind of thing where i can say oh that's oh it's been a, a quad four day or it's been a quad two day or you know, this week gold's been up, the dollar's been up, and equities are shit in the bed. Right? Okay, that's a quad four week, right? Yeah. That's it's not that it's obvious, but you can, it's just to get a feel, especially on the days when everything's not obvious. Right. Right. right? When things are and you got a lot of probably. and you got a, like a
0: lot of brownian motion going on, or exactly, you just like yeah. you know a lot you know low volume, trying to figure out what's happening.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. then, that. the trend part is split by um, one month and three months. So this number here is the one month
0: high. So that's the actual number high.
1: That's the actual price. Like SPOV,
0: the last one month was 6577.
1: Yeah. And it's 16. So if you are using these, it's 16 calendar days. I couldn't get it to do trading days, but calendar days. 16
0: calendar days days since the one month high.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. And at the minute, very different to last year all of these would have been green pretty much the last one left is xle down here sure and that's just green to say that the one month and the three month high are the same got so it that's, yeah, so that's for me to say right it's got one and three month price momentum
0: so meaning it has basically the best like very good like it's kind of bullish at least
1: so yeah, it just it, means this. It's, it's not, it's
0: not Keith's bullish trend and trade, but it's like it, it's signaling, you know, in in
1: theory, it's bullish trend and trade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then all the rest, like you can see, you know, like queues, yeah, was, I was 91 days ago,
0: yeah, it was like
1: a, you know, like quarter 24th of
0: I think it was November 11th, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, so that's that's how I use that, and these are just uh. And that's the other thing, especially especially in the factor space. Like we said about volume, all everything kind of lines up. The factor space, they all like everything just seems to kind of be really correlated, (laughs) especially in these these kind of trend little sparklines. And
0: so that's change from one month high. So that's percent change. Yeah. So it's percent change from one month high. Got it.
1: So it's just a quick look. So you you get it from the numbers, but I just like being able to just quickly look and say you can just scan down all of them and say well, you know, a month ago it was closer to this top line than it is now. So right, the trend is down.
0: And whereas like XLE, it's like right now it's that kind of looks like it's kind of like at the bottom of its trend range. But and, then, as
1: soon as you move, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but then, right. And then, as right. soon as you
1: look, you can see what. Well, three months, it's been, like,
0: yeah, it's like plat—not plateau, but it's relatively kind of plateau. It's like been pretty
1: steady in terms of uh, on a three-month basis. So because like these, said, that, so because these aren't price, this isn't price. This is distance from the three-month high. So that's why there's a straight line. It's basically when any time that it's a straight line, it's been making new highs.
0: Oh, that makes sense okay because it basically defaults to zero right
1: yeah so each yeah, day yeah. if it goes so if an X a new one month high and it goes one percent over it like the defaults full, to zero following right day, it goes back to zero and then it's either up or down so you can see yeah yeah, if yeah it's yeah, just yeah. a straight line if it's just a straight line it's been making a string of new highs got it and and then well given the, to, I, given the fact that i have access to this
0: i, I really wish um Mm. I think many <laughs> I wish they still had XLE exposure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, we're big, we're all big boys and and, and girls and, and gals and whatever, and we, we could have uh, could, you know, we we have a go anywhere strategy. Could have easily have maintained our XLE exposure.
1: Yeah. One of the thing. So, one yeah. of the things I'll say is I've there's posts uh, that I made on the arena about. um, the high beta ETF. Yeah. If you go and look at those, I have some weird graphical charts with boxes and stuff. And as Keith says, although yeah, I think I didn't watch the macro show this morning, but I think you said the XLE has been kind of been added to the list. It, it was, yeah, to the risk range. Yep. Replaced well, The The problem is, is that for all of this time the trend and trade lines have all been compressing and moving up so very quickly i'm not trying to talk people out of adding on dips if that's what you're doing it could very quickly turn from bullish to neutral because all of those trend and trade lines are really close to the price now sure so you just have to be, you just have to be careful
0: that's yeah yeah all right, so if we keep going across. You got the volatility, so it's just like the individual. You just pull so that in.
1: So it's uh, so no, I calculate that. Okay. go, um, and then the vol of vol. and on another sheet, I combine these and kind of use the a bit like um, VVIX over VIX that sometimes okay. people share around because it gives the chart tends to look a bit more like this. So you kind of get a prominent big move in vol so you can use it as a trigger for so again
0: them. not i'm just going back to actually because it's the only green one right so it's like the only one that you know in theory i'm assuming from your rules that you would probably like consider right you know on, from what you're yeah. seeing and with the volatility line there basically trending down or certainly at what appears as like a recent like towards the recent lows yeah. that's giving you that's giving you another reason to go and set basically it's it's near recent lows on a one-month high. You know, percent change from one-month high basis. Volatility is declining. Um, if I go over back over, uh, you know, to call, column P, you've got it's down on like lower than average volume. Yep. Right. Um,
1: then into you have to take that into account that like the whole like volume as a whole. Down across all the equity things. oh
0: percent. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, hundred percent, hundred percent. You have to factor that in as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep, yep. But if this, but yeah, but, like, this... but this is kind of. But
0: in terms of your thought process, right? Yeah. You're looking at like it, this is how, how you're combining basically a number of the different factors within that like Keith preaches about and Keith in, mm-hmm. incorporates into the the his like his process and his hedge eye. You know, uh, you know, decision making. Uh, like, yeah, the, the the components that that make up his decision-making process volatility yeah correct
1: thank you if this if this if this had pulled back i just didn't say that price volume volatility (laughs) so if this had pulled back and volume had shot up then yeah that would be a that would be a red flag right right Right. perfect okay but it hasn't excuse me awesome so yeah and then
0: so what was the last couple of things and then just correlations and then yeah so it's just correlation tables at the end perfect and how? Uh, so I know, some, um, you know, those get shared a decent amount. What? What's your takeaway on these? I don't always, uh, you know, have a good handle. On like, what's how to read these? Well, well, I mean, I mean, I understand correlation in numbers, uh, Chris. Don't like, um, I'm not, but you know, how how, <laughs> how do <laughs> like I know how to fucking read them? But I don't so know. use it. I use but it. Like, like, a, how, I but use how does it. it impact? Like, I don't, I don't use correlations for, other than like you know, main ones like you know, dollar bond correlations, your goal, you know, like big, big, like big, to me, it's like more big macro correlations I, I incorporate into my process. I don't I don't go granularly in terms of correlations on say like US sectors.
1: So I use these, so these parts here are more like if if we're in quad two, although everything although we've already talked about everything's different, not everything is static and the same. But sure. I use these more as in like um, if we're in quad two, and XLE and XLF have been going gangbusters. And yeah. I don't know, XLY hasn't, but it's just triggered a buy. I do look and say, well, what's like, what's the correlation? Like why maybe less, maybe less as an entry to something. I just use that as a, you know, the why data is program. that why isn't that following the quad if, like what's got it and not it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll force the so, pro- so
0: will you primarily just use the spy one you will use that kind of bottom one like spy against like, yeah so that's why other. i
1: stuck that one at the bottom just to yeah. see why because then you can clearly see you can
0: so basically like and so again like the green means like if SP like if SPY is negative, it's more highly correlated, right? So right now that's yeah, so it XLY, doesn't mean part, XLV, yeah. XLK are correlated more to like moves in the SP. Yeah, correct. Right. And like XLK is like basically a, a, like 98%. So like they're, yeah. up, you know, they're like over 90%. So if the SPY goes down, it will likely go down.
1: <laughs> if it goes up, it goes up. Got it. So I just use that as that's more of. I put that in because the reason why I made this was to understand the quads better. Sure. That makes perfect sense. Okay. So that's, so that's why I have those. Awesome. Um,
0: and then there's like three or four of other sheets. Are they all, I mean, I know they all are similar look, so maybe we can just review. So let's see why, or like why you made their, the other components to why you made them and then.
1: Uh, what one do you want to do so there's a the global one which is a bit less there's not as many
0: yes yeah, so, i mean did you use this to help i mean do you invest in these mark i mean like what what help
1: which one well, no because because you have to remember you have to remember as well is that these are all the etfs and they're all priced in dollars
0: oh fair enough yeah so at any given time so really all five all five, all four of these sheets you really just made to better understand the 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 correlation basically between decision-making and execution and like what he hit on RTAs. Yeah. Got it.
1: Because so, so for me, especially this sheet, I have access to other things with, that has exposure. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I have to like everything I've, I've said it on other, you know, other chats between us. It's like everything to me, although I predominantly trade FX, even buying the S and P 500 is an FX trade for me because if yeah, like if the if, if the pound moves way. against
0: the dollar in a negative manner, it's, it's going to impact your returns. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, like even if you're
0: right, like even if you're right, but then the pound moves against you, you're not going to be right as much. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that last summer with 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 um with Germany, right? Like we were, you know, Germany, you know, we. Uh, many of us leveraged it through ewg right but then there's a usd euro component to that and although the dax kept moving higher and
1: we did so have, we wouldn't have seen as much as much we didn't return see return as much because, of it because dollar the
0: dollar down. yes because the euro kept moving um uh positively against the dollar so or like negatively for us right so like the returns yep. weren't as correlated to um the returns of the dax
1: yeah so for me i mean if you follow any of the guys that are all vol traders, they say, you know, everything is a vol trade. It's either you're either long vol or short vol. It doesn't matter what it is,
0: right? For me, and these you're basically, you're, this
1: is a, these are all dollar trades. And, and for me, this every, everything on there is a dollar trade because right. Right. I have right. to factor in the effect, the change in FX. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and
0: and there's a component to like, I mean, um, like Russia is a good example. I, I don't have them pulled them from me, but I, I believe as of last weekend, um. You know the the USD to the ruble, uh, it's not the ruble, it's the Russian Ru- ruble. ruble. Yeah, yeah, the ruble, ruble. Right. Um, the you know, it's <laughs> the ruble has been like crushed against the US dollar, yeah, and yeah. and you're that's a big component as to one of
1: the-, the gold, the gold bug part of me, is saying, Oh, yeah, but they're um, but the whatever the central bank of russia is it's like oh yeah but they've got like 50 percent of gold on their balance sheet (laughs) it's like so that shouldn't be happening because they own all this gold right and gold's going up like why is Is what uh, is going on
0: uh but yes but i mean in terms of like the etf though right i mean like we're short russia and it's like it's having an outsized you know downside performance because like the dollar is not only is like the russian index like down but then the dollar against the ruple is up and so it's like having a double whammy
1: but it worked, um, that's the thing that's the thing it works in both ways
0: correct yeah yeah so i just gave
1: the example in germany but now it's working <coughs> in the opposite direction with, in terms one, of fx is also benefiting and that's the thing the one yeah the one in quad two that's defined by the dollar going down right so Completely. that worked that worked against you in that yeah. scenario yeah. using these etfs yeah yeah worked against you yeah whereas um, yeah like you said short short russia right now through the through rsx has been turbocharged not just correct,
0: correct. <laughs> yeah exactly um cool is there any so so remind me there's just like the, there's the ETFs for kind of like the US or like you know general uh, uh, so app. there's a the global ETF and then there's there's two others ones I think crypto related right and then
1: mm. so that one's not been updated for a while because I've not really followed uh, that's fine yeah that's fine so, so- not really followed the the real vision the, stuff at the minute. Oh, then you have one for Europe, right? So it's like
0: it's Europe. Yeah, so I've got Europe, Europe, global, right? So it's Europe, global, and then U.S., right? Basically, yeah. Like the, like the general, yeah. Okay, perfect. So for those listening, we'll share out. Um, we'll share those those three. We can link them in the description. Yeah, yeah, and and then we'll share them on Twitter as well.
1: So although these, are, so although these are individual names, the like the volume and everything, like the is this one of Do you publish this one or no? Yep. Yeah, okay. So this is, so I use the, what is it? GIX, GIX level one, the sectors. Okay. So that's the MSCI indexes. So GIX level one is what, basically what like staples, discretionary, everything. So these are like the top 10 positions. um, Inside those funds. Inside those indexes. Yeah. So you got utility, and that's for
0: Europe, right? And as a whole? Yeah. Okay, so you got utilities. So you had basically all the same sector-level stuff at the top, and then you break it down by individual security at the bottom. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And then... um there's some green on this screen? Look at that.
1: <laughs> some green. Yeah, there is, yeah. There's been a lot of this... Especially in the UK. I'll, I'll share the UK chart. Ch- chasing yield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's a lot of green on here because there's a lot of trends that have still got one and three month price momentum. Yep. That a lot of things in the U S haven't got. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. It's it very, doesn't very, mean, it's very, um, on the UK
0: one as well. The I tweeted that out one. this morning. I've been, I've been like too focused on the US. I need to, I need to get back to the, I need to get back to, um, to basics and, and because there's places to be again, like I, I, I got no problem. Again, there's, there's, I got no problems being cash right now, but I, I need a position for myself coming out of basically this holiday next week where I can start deploying, especially, you know, on dips in the U.S., but also just dips overseas and 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 that kind of stuff. I need to start, I need to start going back to, you know, getting, because there's opportunities out there, whether it's individual, you know, um, global ETFs or even some yeah, international yeah. names um, there, there's, there's opportunities out there. And I've just been too focused on like shorting the U.S. basically. <laughs> i mean it's it's bloody fun so it's like why not but yeah uh but i need yeah there, there's there's a way to keep you know on on updates in the u.s where my shorts aren't working again i've got i've got long exposure don't get me wrong but it, but it
1: it it should be bigger it was in it was interesting while everything um although there's, there might have been this pivot on oil recently when you know as keith was slowly changing his um European exposure and he said the kind of last leg the, the only one left was um France was, yeah CAC, the CAC 40. I kind of know why because there's a big commodity exposure but every day I like as I could see the trend I could see the trend in France kind of going down oh because it was, it's got
0: like total and stuff in it right it's got like uh, but the UK
1: you know. the UK was just kept going up and up and up it basically followed oil and I was like it's weird that he-. but then in the kind of in the messaging part so much a big part of the coaching is the kind of messaging part of it right yeah is i don't know his reasons why but it was strange that he never picked up on the uk because it kept making new highs for weeks and weeks while things like germany and france were getting you know taken to the woodshed (laughs) yeah but i understand i understand why from a messaging perspective is because the UK has a huge exposure to oil Ener- to
0: energy, basically. Yeah, to commodities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he In the, I know you said he missed the macro show this morning, um, and I know I, I also texted you this, but he 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 basically, uh, Gavin actually called out the fact that like the uh, GBP to USD, like the FX, <laughs> um, that's in the risk range there it moved from, you know, bearish to neutral to, to bullish this week, especially in bullish specifically this morning. Yeah. Um, and, and so Gavin called that out and was like, you know, is there something else that we should be paying attention to? And so he actually, he, he, you know, the main thing was that, it you know, the, the you know, GBP has, I believe uh, again, I, I, I have, to, I don't have my notes in front of me, but uh, sorry, I don't have the screen in front of me, but um, I believe he said it was like a, 145 uh, is points for the 10 year, uh, like the, the GBP, um, 10, 10 year, uh, note. And so it's like one of the highest basically in the world. And yeah. so it's, it's basically, um, getting funds or it's attracting, you know, investment and in funds and therefore it's, you know, increasing the value of the, the pound. And, uh, however, coach said that, you know, his preferred uh, way of playing that would be pounds versus dollars or sorry, pounds versus euros. Because Mm -hmm. euros aren't going to do, you know, they they are dead set on not raising, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, not not raising interest rates, and so those are just going to continue to either be flat or fall, and so it's just going to continue to basically um, support the the pound, basically. Um, So, so it seems like he's maybe turning around a little bit on on some UK exposure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. And I know you've got other ways of expressing job,
1: no, that. Yeah. No, um yeah, I do. Uh, well, but and but yeah, it doesn't really matter, but, but like, just yeah. in terms of just in terms of that, it's like the guy's job of running the company and running all this research, but then also staying on like on top. Yeah, just having to like stay <sighs> narrative's kind of got this bad, but he has to stay on message. About because pe- because as much as he says things like RTAs are like a signaling process and they are, but it's and the macro show and everything is keep trying to keep people on track. Yes, if he starts, especially in the especially in the arena, it'll be interesting to see because. Going long XLE, although it meets all of the criteria in terms of trade and trend, and it's had a recent pullback, so there's a better entry, it's trying to marry the message of quad four deflation with potentially the trade of going back to being long energy, because immediately it's off message. Right. Right. It's... on message it's in on terms it's of message. It's,
0: on, it's on message in terms of like the the, the, the signal before the quad before yep, the pod definitely definitely which is which has always been his message single signal before the quad before the pod and so he's going with the signal uh, regardless of the quad and the pod because exactly you know he's he, it's it's what he's seeing on his page and you know that is his process is I don't care what anything else is but the signal is basically his guiding light um, so it's definitely on brand and on message there. Definitely, if
1: if people are watching this, what I will say is if you've screwed up the last few weeks or few months, oil could go on a tear to 100 and I'll look like a prick. But the last thing you want to do is pile in on this first kind of dip Mm -hmm. into energy. Yeah.
0: Right yeah i mean it's it's kind of what you said i don't know 20 minutes ago or half hour ago you know it was you know if it's non-quad oriented exposure size it smaller
1: that's that's my that's that's that, how no, i that's what I'm saying that's like that's, i'm, I'm yeah. just re, repeating i mean yes, this is about yeah. this is
0: about your like our process your process yeah. your process is if it's non-quad oriented size it smaller so if xle is typically again i'm i'm just using like coaches again which i do follow but like six percent would be a max in xle min would be two uh uh mid would be four right so take it to two or you know maybe start with 50 basis points or 100 and then you know see what happens over the course of the next you know a few days week and 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 go from there but definitely i think that's really that's it's a good it's a good approach
1: especially like the longer i've The longer I've done this and the longer I've interacted with more people and the longer that I've shared a lot of stuff on the arena and things like that is, especially in quad transitions, although we're kind of in the middle right now. People don't buy what they should buy at the time they should buy it. They buy it. Yeah. Do you find that they typically buy it after it's gone up? So then they move the prices of whatever. The price of XLE and XLF move in quad two. They've moved. So then they look back at that little sheet that says, what are the best things to buy? And they go, well, well, number three on the list is X, L, Y. And that hasn't moved yet. So on the first little dip that it has or whatever, there's like, well, I want to buy that. Because I missed the boat on those other two. Sure. So there is a danger. You have to be, there's kind of that thing is, you can't just set and forget it. You have to pay attention to what's happening.
0: Yeah, big time. And hopefully, these sheets, and hopefully these sheets are going to help, right? I mean, again, like in terms of just price, volume, volatility, right? I mean, the three core factors um, will help folks, you know, who either haven't built this out or don't have their watch list set up or, you know, what have you. This will be a, a very a good tool. And although again, I mean, you've built upon this and taken it to a whole nother level, which you and I know like we've talked about, but um, and maybe we'll talk about that down the road, but it's kind of proprietary. So don't get your hopes up um, out there, guys. Um, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't even have said anything, but anyway, um, but this is a great starting point. I mean, price, volume, volatility. I mentioned this on um, the Notebook Review on Wednesday night. I mean, it's been my core focus in every asset that I am either shorting or buying in the last, really, the last month, specifically the last three weeks, has been I've been just going back to the basics of price, volume, volatility. Volume has been anemic for almost every asset, um, but if it starts to pick up steam on something that I want to short, I will absolutely get start to get bigger in it, even after it's moved, because that's just you know I'm I'm I've gotten better at waiting for the move to confirm what I'm seeing on the page. And it is proven to be, at least in this current market, a.k.a. the chop bucket, to be a much more patience has been probably the biggest the biggest resource that I've had beyond just price volume volatility, right? And and, and as well as, you know, coaching from Keith and, you know, conversations with everybody else. Um, but those two things, right, there, I mean, I, if, if I can just say anything right now, going into the back half of February, as we enter the end of Q1 and Q2 and the Rate of change and the huge mountain of kind of negative momentum, you know, change or rock that we're going to see is keep a firm eye on price, volume, volatility. One of the reasons why we wanted to have this conversation today was to share these because Chris has already been kind enough to be blasting them for the last, I mean, for as long as I've been here. So for two and a half years uh, or two years. And and then patience that's i mean i think probably unless you got something to add but but patience is crucial um and and
1: and yeah yeah for sure i mean we've been kind of saying it for the last few weeks it's like you could really (laughs) it's one of those things you could really screw up you could really screw up your year by getting this part wrong and and in a way I think we've definitely said this before coming into the summer with your PL is zero. Could be fantastic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Out of curiosity. I mean, again, if uh, you can tell me to shut up, I, I share mine. I'm I'll share mine at the end of market today, but um, I've made headway on year to date. I was down, I like think at one point, probably close to 5%. Um, I'm back to, as of Monday, I was back to about 90, like down about 90, but they call it a, a percent. So deck down to, but had a very good, li- like last week was up. Um, again, I don't have my numbers in front of me, but I've, I've clawed back. Basically what I'm trying to say is I've clawed back to my year date to being much closer to flat. And that's basically my goal is my goal is going into basically Q2, to be flat to up, um, whether, you know, I don't know, you know, that's, that's my goal is to be flat to up because I want to be going into what should be a deep quad four and have my positioning on. That's going to hopefully have me even more positive, you know, ideally again, being short the market or in other exposures, um, to really, you know, get to the end of Q2 and at, worst case scenario flat right um, and ideally yeah, sure, and, yeah. and ideally positive because that's that's my goal right but in terms of relative outperformance even just being down 100 bips is i mean it is very I, i'm I'm proud of that And the fact that I've clawed back from being kind of yeah, almost sure. you know clawed back from mirroring um, the S&P more closely down kind of 5 6 7% um yeah I'm, I'm I'm proud that I've been able to pivot and and sort of make better decisions better execution
1: the last few weeks yeah for sure and it's yeah. like like you've said using the volatility buckets um it's, it's about knowing what's a trade and what's yeah something that you buy be buy right now probably won't be in your portfolio maybe in six to nine months yeah it could, it could be but could be yeah definitely shorts definitely shorts just like you have to be really, really, really tight with shorts, yeah. Because there's just such a massive structural momentum on things going up. People are still Correct. getting paid, which means money's still absolutely, their,
0: yeah. There's passive flows coming in all the time. Money still going
1: into their pension or whatever, four hundred one k or yeah. So you just have to be really tight. And like like you said, if 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 it's not for you, if you're not bolted in, you don't have to be bolted into the seat necessarily. But even just buying the boring stuff like especially right now maybe layering into the layering into bonds more so than trying to do the hero trade of you know nailing all these shorts and stuff
0: completely completely yeah yeah awesome man well what a great conversation i appreciate it thank you for sharing these sheets um this is i think i think Nation and 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 the folks will really hopefully they'll find great value in them again even if it's just sort of um uh, a tool to have on one screen to help some decision-making and sort of just another kind of uh tool in the toolbox, right? Another, another um, set of sheets to, to, to review ahead of time, ahead of making a decision. Um, hope you've enjoyed this conversation uh, between Chris and I. It's been, all, it's always a pleasure obviously to sit down with you, but, and uh, look for another episode next Friday. And, Uh, we'll start hopefully bringing on some more guests and stuff like that and getting into their process. Uh, So good stuff, man. Uh, Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, no, thank you. Awesome.